Up next, the 2018 Rick and Rick Awards are here. That's right. We're ranking the year's best in marketing. We're talking mobile, branded games, AR and VR. Viral videos, digital outdoor, integrated campaigns, and a whole lot more. In this episode, 2018's best in AR and VR marketing. And it all starts right here, right now. On the one show where everybody's name is Rick. And everybody rules the world. Hey, hey man. How you doing? Do you, do you believe the year's almost over? No, I, I am in denial over the whole thing. <laughs> As I was looking back <laughs> at some of the things we're going to be talking about, I was like, dang, seems so long ago now, and yet, like yesterday. Welcome, Rick and Rick Nation. My name is Rick Matheson, and of course, I am being joined by my good friend, Rick Wooten. Hey, everybody. This is exciting, folks. So it's award season at Rick and Rick. This is actually the first of several new episodes where we're going to be counting down our unscientifically selected, totally biased views on 2018's best marketing efforts. And uh, we're going to be starting things with our personal top three favorites in AR and VR marketing initiatives. Now, these can be campaigns or can be uh, enabling technology or really anything that marketers are doing in AR and, and VR or potentially will be in 2019 thanks to new technologies. You know, Rick, we've talked about this before and we should do this real quick just because of this topic. AR is augmented reality and it involves experiences in which visual elements are kind of superimposed over the physical world in front of you. An example of that would be uh, Pokemon Go, where you know you can turn on the AR mode and you can see the Pokemon existing in in the real world, and and you know they've added some features where you can like sneak up on them and feed them and things like that, and and you can experience that in kind of the world that's around you. Virtual reality, by contrast, is an immersive experience where you're removed completely from the physical world and you're put into this virtual world via it could be your mobile device or a gaming unit. An example of that would be Ready Player One. That whole movie was about being in a VR world where somebody had on a device similar to the Oculus Rift and the whole natural world around them was closed off and all they see is the virtual world. You know, I have to I have to own up. I mean, you and I were talking about this uh, this special and, and we were like, oh yeah, let's, you know, do the yearly awards. And I made the comment that, hey, you know what? I really haven't seen anything all that exciting in AR and VR this last year. <laughs> until I actually went back through my notes and then, yeah. you know, did uh, did a little time doing some researching and I found out I was I was totally wrong. Yeah. And I'm not sure why that is. Maybe it's just that I've gotten used to my socks being blown off. Uh, but when I went back and I looked, there were actually some really, really cool things that happened out there that I, I just didn't pick up on. Did you experience the same thing? Exactly the same thing. I was like, what the hell? I think it's recency. I think it's the recency effect and I just hadn't seen anything recently that was like, oh my God. But then when I started to go back through the year, I was like, oh, well, that's cool. And oh, that was cool too. So I was yeah. pleasantly surprised when we uh, we started the uh, exploration to pick out our favorites. So, and relieved too, because otherwise folks, we wouldn't have anything to talk to you about right now. And that'd be really awkward. So. <laughs> so we have each of our top three favorites from the year that was in AR and VR marketing. So we're, we're mixing and matching, but we'll be clear which ones we're talking about here. And by the way, listeners, we'll uh, post links and videos on rickandrick.com for this episode. So you can check some of this stuff out yourself. Number three. All right. So, so my number three, uh, you know, my, my award for them is the best VR experience uh, for a museum. And uh, this was actually uh, something I, I stumbled across. I'm still not 100% sure this was this year, uh, but all the news I saw it was, was this year. And it is 
a uh, Claude Monet's world uh, seen through a, a VR uh, exploration of water lilies. And if you're not familiar with that that series of paintings, there was a whole series of them. He lived on this, uh, this I don't know what you call it, this, this homestead. And uh, he had this whole series that he painted of this lake with the water lilies and the bridge. And it's some of his best known work. And so this, this museum in Paris uh, decided that, you know, they could make that into this uh, this this VR experience and it worked incredibly well. It was it was absolutely amazing, in uh, you know anyway. So for me, this this was my number three. I was really uh, excited about how they approached it, uh, how they used the technology, and more importantly, how well it did bringing the the user into the experience and for somebody to both learn and enjoy the the paintings of, of Monet. Yeah, you know, I actually had not seen that one. I thought it was a different installation. So this is super cool. And, and what a great idea. Wow. Are they wearing headsets in this? Yes. So, you know, you go into the museum and, and you put these on, you have this experience within that context. I, I think you actually start out his studio. So you get to see the paintings lined up around the walls and, you know, see kind of some of the work in progress and they get to go in and, you know, kind of explore the environment and feel what it was like to be part of that. Okay, well, my number three choice is also in VR and it's also got an educational bent here, although I guess you'd call it edutainment. So my number three for the year was National Geographic, their experiential promotion for the TV show, One Strange Rock. It's this TV show, it's hosted by Will Smith and it is this sort of epic look about what makes Earth special, but it's told by the few people who've seen Earth from space. And so what this was, it was a promotional element where they created these astronaut helmets for having these virtual reality experiences. So they worked with Tomorrow Lab, and I think it was McCann, New York, and they created these space projection helmets. And on the outside, they look like, you know, NASA space helmets. But then on the inside, they have all the equipment necessary for a personal theatrical experience. It's kind of like your own personal IMAX experience within the helmet. So each helmet features a tiny 720 pixel laser projector paired together with a fisheye lens and everything's proportional into the curved visor. So it feels like wearing a space helmet. But what I think is cool here is that it is tied in with the show that you're getting this experience of having this space helmet on you versus wearing a VR headset, which is kind of the typical thing for VR. I've read that some people felt at first very claustrophobic in this, but it was different because they were able to move their heads around and what appeared in front of them were scenes from the movie, but in virtual reality that showed all these amazing things about planet Earth, volcanic explosions and thunderstorms and things like this, all looking at our planet from an astronaut's perspective. I, I, I thought this was just a brilliant way to promote the show, ties in specifically and directly with the whole uh, conceit of the television show. To me, it feels like it would feel more realistic than wearing a projector or one of those you know, regular helmets on your head. That was very cool. Well, you know, you nailed it here. I, I think this is a different approach to the same type of problem, whereas most of the VR headsets that we're used to right now uh, are about you know two tiny screens, one in front of each eye, and your field of view with just moving your eyes is fairly narrow. Um, what this one does is you can actually kind of move around a little bit in the helmet, yep. and it gives you a little bit different perspective to it, and probably is in, in many ways more immersive than what you're going to get with a traditional headset. Number two. My number two ties into this, because uh, when I go, and I, I so if you remember, I, I bought an Oculus 
riff. Uh, I, I got it uh, just before Halloween as part of kind of a haunted house kind of thing that I built out for the office. And one of one of the things that has continuously driven me nuts with it uh, is not the weight, is not the nose. It, it's it literally is the wires, and the wires drive me nuts because I keep tripping over the wires. I'm afraid of tearing them out of the computer or tripping over them or you know what have you and so that's one of those things that i feel like is really holding back me being able to immerse into it and so for me my number two is actually a piece of hardware which is the oculus go and and the reason for this is that that uh, facebook uh oculus has addressed two major issues first is the barrier to entry you know, when you start talking a $400 headset, plus you're talking about a $1,000 PC, you know, by the time you get everything set up, you're looking at, you know, somewhere around $1,500, $1,400 for a VR experience. But what, what, you know, Oculus has done here, what Facebook has done here is they said, no, we're going to, we're going to make it more approachable than that by bringing out a totally standalone wireless unit that uh, is $200. And in fact, not only $200, but uh, on Black Friday, and again, right now, you can buy them for $179. So you're talking about $180 for, you know, this truly immersive, you know, uh, wireless headset. Now the optics aren't as good or this or that, you know, the graphics, but it, it solves two of the major problems holding this back, which opens it up for us as marketers to start using it, which has been a, a big challenge because only the elite effectively have this uh, this this current setup. Wow, that sounds super cool. You have me thinking though. Were you with us the day we were at Goodby Silverstein's uh, Innovation Lab? No, oh. no, oh. no. I was I was so <laughs> jealous. I was not there. It was so funny. It was the first time I'd really used VR with sort of a flying effect. It was kind of a Superman flying effect. This was years ago. I, it was so disorienting that I almost fell down. You know, your brain believes what it's seeing and your balance is thrown off completely. For the consumer, how do you get content? Is it, Where is it drawing it from? You download it from the PC because you're remember, you're tethered to a PC. Um, the device itself has its own storage. It has its own capability of running this. And I've seen... I think AMD announced that uh, it's it's come up with some technology where if you do have one of their high-end PCs with a high-end AMD graphics processor, there's some sort of capability of being able to stream uh, wirelessly the the content to your device. You know, we're gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how these uh, how these different products end up meshing together over time. Very cool. We're gonna have to take a break real quick, so stay tuned. Hey, Rick and Rick Nation, don't forget to check out our website at rickandrick.com. It's double the Rick in just one click at rickandrick.com. All right, we are back. Rick and Rick rule the world and our countdown best in AR and VR marketing from the year that was. So my number two, I'm a huge fan of live AR. In fact, I think I prefer it over any other delivery mechanism for AR. So instead of a device or something that the consumer is using or putting on their head, these are large screens. You might see them at a mall or, or some kind of installation where you're seeing a large screen and you may see yourself on that large screen and there are elements that you see yourself 
yourself with, but also usually can interact with. One of my favorite live AR installations from this year comes from Visa. They did a FIFA World Cup football shooting experience. That gets my word for best use of live AR involving a swift kick to the balls. <laughs> this was an experience called Shoot for the Stars, and it featured on screen Swedish football star, and I'm going to get the name all wrong, but I believe it's Leighton Abramovic on a large screen. You see him, and uh, when you approach this installation, there is an ambassador there from Visa that got sort of a tablet, and you can choose a soccer move to practice with Leighton on screen. Now, what's interesting about this installation is you see yourself, you see a soccer ball, an AR soccer ball, and you go to kick it following the soccer star's play, showing you this move, and you try to mimic it with this AR ball. Well, this ball doesn't exist. You're just kind of doing things in air, but you see yourself on the screen kind of interacting with this ball. They used HoloLens and Connect for the motion. And what's interesting is they just thought it sucked. The people that were working on this were like, God, you know, you're, it's kind of missing the ball here. So they did something I think is pretty ingenious. They put a sensor underneath, kind of shooting upward, that sensed where your foot was, and it would emit a low-frequency sound wave that created a haptic response the moment that you kicked the on-screen ball. So you felt something when you kicked midair and interacted with this experience. Well, you know, it's hard for us in the United States to imagine this, but in the rest of the world, World Cup was a ginormous thing and people get really into this stuff and people were going wild at this installation and they were able to also take selfie style images of themselves with this soccer star and, and share via social media. So I just love this kind of installation. It's, it's kind of my favorite approach, but what I really liked about this particular execution was this happy response, kind of bringing that element, that feel, without the consumer having to wear anything to experience this really cool thing. So that's my number two choice for... That's that's really cool. I, I don't think I'd seen this installation before you uh, before you brought it up. Uh, it, it's it's pretty incredible, and it, it kind of reminds me of uh, some of the theaters now that uh, are putting some motion... Right. I don't know what they call them. Yeah, 4D. Exactly, yeah. 4D. So, you know, they're shaking the chairs a little bit. Pretty soon they're going to have smell vision or something like that. <laughs> but, um, you know, the, I, I, you know, that idea of being able to feel something, have a haptic experience when you're doing something in a digital world is just absolutely incredible. I, you know, I've seen some companies are building uh, vests that you put on so that when you're in a game and, right. you know, let's say you get hit or shot or whatever, you actually feel uh, the resonation on, you know, your chest or your back, your arm, whatever, based on, on, on this uh, this gear that you wear. So I, I, I love the idea and it, it just takes the immersion just at that next level. All right, so we're up to number one. You know, uh, you and I both have uh, apparently a love for National Geographic. So for me, my number one is uh, the best use of AR in print, that's the award I'm giving them, to National Geographic. So uh, I have yet to uh, pick up one of these magazines that keep me do it uh but what what i saw which is just absolutely incredible is that uh national geographic has an ar app and so when you receive their magazines in the mail you whip out your phone you you show the the front cover and it actually animates it i mean it, it does an incredible job i sent you over this video yes, that somebody amazing. took and so the the one they had i think it was from october it was uh, uh something about building a better athlete yeah. and you could see the person just you know swimming along you know they flip a few pages in and they 
they pull up uh, an article, I think it's on climate change or something like that. And, you know, the thing just comes alive. They, they go a little further into the book and uh, they're, they're kind of have a, a guide on, you know, gifts or something like that. And this, this globe of the world pops up, you know? And so, um, you know, my word to them is just, you know, here's, here's this company that produces, you know, what a lot of people would say is a dying media, which is print. And they've actually figured out a way to take that modern technology and integrated to create an additive experience. This isn't just a gimmick. I mean, it, it, you know, when you get in there and you start looking at this, it really does bring the story to life. It does make it more impactful than it would have been without it. And for me, this has got to be number one. You know, this is, you know, a, a company that's found a way to uh, make it approachable to a lot more people and to do it in a way that uh, just makes the experience of the print magazine that much better. This is truly amazing. So later on in the video, they have a story on terrain climbing. And so you see yeah. this mountain and it becomes three-dimensional. So you get the idea of the sort of contours of this mountain. It looks like they used Erasma AR. There's not an AR marker. It looks like it's it's image recognition that it's the cover of, of the magazine. You know, the surprising thing is then it just kind of came out quiet. I didn't see a lot of fanfare around this. I didn't see a lot of people talking about it. In fact, the only really good video I could find was posted to LinkedIn. I, I, I've had a hard time finding a, a real world example of this. Kudos to them. Yeah, uh, GQ and Esquire did a lot of this a couple years ago, but it always felt disappointing. For some reason, I think this is the perfect thing for a magazine like National Geographic to bring certain things to life. I'd love to see comic books do something like this as well. Very nice. All right, so my number one comes from National Geographic. Just kidding. <laughs> so my number one is Nike React Land. This was a installation in China. Whedon & Kennedy, Shanghai, created this kind of retail experience for Nike. And what it was is you walk in and the ambassadors will scan you essentially and place you into a side scroll video game. You get to try on the Nike shoes, the React Nike React shoes. You climb onto a treadmill and you see your sort of avatar on screen and you begin to run on this video game. And you get this little handheld controller so that as you're running and trying on the shoes, you can jump and go around and over obstacles, just like those kind of 1980s, 90s, early video games like Super Mario Brothers or something, just with this modern twist. You're running through streets, you're jumping over obstacles, you're climbing buildings. And this experience of trying on these shoes becomes something so much more. And I believe this was also captured fully on video that you could share in social media as well. That large installation too. I mean, people are cheering you on as you're going out for a run, you know, trying on these, these shoes. This, I, I think, is an amazing shared kind of communal experience. One big thing going back is is AR for me. VR too, but AR especially, I think that something it's lost if the consumer has to wear a device over their head. These more communal experiences make it much more exciting and is just a great way to show off these Nike React shoes and try them on. No one's going to forget what that experience was like. Oh, I just love this installation. Yeah, absolutely. Kudos to them. I mean, this is just, you know, an amazing implementation. It kind of reminds me of Double Dragon or, you know, one yeah, of the side totally. video games <laughs> of the 80s and 90s. Yeah. And uh, that's the thing with the Nike installations. Every one of these hasn't been just a you yeah. know, a gimmick to be a gimmick. I mean, you don't see a lot of companies. They, they try and do something cool 
before they try and do something that makes sense with their brand. And so Nike here has has hit it both. And I'm I'm always very excited to see what they bring out. All right. Well, wow, that was super cool. And as always, if if you guys agree with us, that's awesome. If you don't, let us know. If you think there was a, a better AR VR experience out there that we missed, send it to us. Send it to us on Twitter, send it to us on Facebook, and of course, you know, rickandrick.com. And tune in next time for one show where everybody's name is Rick and everybody rules the world. Thanks so much.